the bank robber who fell into cement oh, he became a hardened criminal shame shame on him <laughs> shame on him <laughs> welcome to contagious curiosity with cat and laney everybody i am laney and i am cat and we are back in your ears you know the last time we uh we recorded we we called it a sick day episode and guess what I am still fucking sick. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's been like three months of this stuff. And this time, this time, ladies and gentlemen, I finally have been corrupted by the corona. It's finally happened. It's taken almost three years, but it's finally brought me down. First time. First time for everything. Oh, this was the first time? This is the very first time. Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't Can't believe it, it either. Um, it's, it's been a fun time really enjoying my experience <laughs> i'd say it's about a seven out of ten yeah, oh, yeah at least i am just whew, having a blast i mean there's there's going to disney you know it's kind of like me and then there's having the coronavirus you know which is way up here which is so much better yeah disney's would, a solid six yeah a exactly. solid six solid all right yeah. like 4.2 <laughs> that's that's being that's being very liberal liberal ladies and gentlemen a little very liberal so we, um, I'm sorry if I don't sound the same or the fact that episodes have been coming out, you know, kind of sporadically, but you know what? We got to take care of ourselves and be healthy and doing the best we can. So here we are. We're coming at you I with suppose. top 10. I suppose they wouldn't feel sporadic because if they're just listening to them, they wouldn't know that it took a while for the other one to come out. So if anything, we're always just drawing more attention to it, aren't we? I mean, whatever. You know what? I don't need to explain myself for apologizing. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> there. That's what you're going to do. You're going to take it. You're going to take it. I don't need to think about it. I have to think about it. It's so funny. I was talking Somebody to my say cousin. sorry for everything in my life. I was talking to my cousin about the podcast and he was, he was like, <laughs> like I, I've basically come to the term or I've come to terms with the fact that if you guys say you're going to edit something that you're never going to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, we're getting better, goddammit. Hey, uh, just 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 write write that down so we can take that out, and then <laughs> sure enough, a whole a whole seven <laughs> minutes of screaming at each other from each other's bathrooms. Oh, it's good stuff. I mean, it's who we are. Love it. I mean, this is this is this is quality content. It's 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 definitely better than an Olive Garden. It's true. It's very true. I don't know. I I I I'm, I'm willing to say that. Although I don't have unlimited breadsticks i do have almost near unlimited soup to provide you because i love soup <laughs> i always have like a oh. good stockpile of it but i don't yeah, have i will take unlimited soup i fucking love soup no, man. I'll, I'll take i'll take unlimited <laughs> soup i mean i'm that person i have i have gone to the pantry and pulled out a can of soup ripped that shit right open and just taken a spoon to it you know, right there. I haven't gone to that na- level na- yet. Before. Naked, like a like a disgusting goblin <laughs> eating in the dark like in front of the pantry. <laughs> soup, <laughs> soup, just cold <laughs> soup out of a can. I mean, I've eaten like cold Chef Boyardee raviolis, like especially camping or at festivals or anything. Like a good old cold oh, can. Those of were Chef the savior. Boyardee. Yeah, like I mean, it 
is heaven in a can. At, yeah, know, I'm talking about when like, I got a whole ass fridge behind me. Yeah, I'm no, still going no, for the No, I've not done that before. I have pantry not soup. been to a troll soup level, soup troll level. I don't know if I really like how your, uh, <laughs> your tone is right now. I, I'm sorry. This is just me. <laughs> us gremlin people. Us soup gremlins really <laughs> deserve a lot more respect. Neil Bog, it's goblin backwards. Woo! <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Ugh. We, I don't know if you heard me before, but I did say we are doing another top 10 strange and unusual crimes episode that we'll be bringing yes. at you. And, um, yeah. like stated before, COVID, and I do have a bit of a COVID brain, so excuse me for, uh, just about everything in this episode. <laughs> but, um, excuse me. Mostly that my drink of choice today is some tea with some Gatorade. Because I gotta keep those electrolytes. So it's a it's a grape Gatorade for those who who want to know, <laughs> and a That's flowering excellent. green tea that lots of honey. Can't taste a goddamn thing. Oh yes, can't taste it. I was on the phone with my mom and I was explaining to her how it's crazy about the the tasting and the smelling. Well, I don't really have a whole like great sense of smell, but it's really gone now. So it's made me appreciate what little bit I could let in. And now, <laughs> And I was just like, it's nuts. Like, I can't taste anything, but I, I put a bunch of honey in my tea and I can taste that. And then I, as I was still talking to her, I took a sip of my tea and there was, it was completely a placebo effect that, because I knew how much honey I put in. But then when I was like actually present and trying to taste it, I realized I couldn't taste it at all. There wasn't there. <laughs> so I don't know. I, was, I could, I did have my brain tricked into thinking I could taste the honey, but it was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, that's then you were yeah then you were successfully tricking the trick right. But yeah, so but now point. now I'm just now I realized it, so it's the trick is gone. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the illusion the, is no longer present. And so well, when I get sick, when I get sick and I have to take medicine, I I become an entirely different person, and I will fight with myself. Like I, to, I will I intentionally make things difficult for myself to take shit for when you're sick or yeah. like nearly. Like prying your jaws open and shoving it down your gullet sometimes. <laughs> That's everybody just... in my life. You I was really it. sick this past time, and I, I, I remember just needing like uh, it was like it was a cough syrup or it was some it was Nyquil. It was some kind of Nyquil. It was over the counter, and it was like a honey based, mm. and it was liquid. And I knew, oh, I just knew how bad it was going to taste. I just knew how bad it was going to taste, and I. St- I, I just, I, I looked at that 30 ounce or that 30, sorry, millimeter, like a little fucking cup right in my face. And just, it was just daunting me. And Ooh. my boyfriend was just like, just take it, just, just take it. And I was like, it. I'll You're take it when I want to take it. You're, it's going to do that's nothing what, but make you feel better. It took about an hour and a half. And then I finally did it. And I literally fucking like almost threw up into my hands. <laughs> oh. Oh, I make such a scene. It always has to no, be No, I've, I've literally opened up, like, pills for you before and put them in my hand and made you take them, because, like, out of my hand. Because I knew if I gave you just the packet, you'd just, like, put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> right next to the, the giant glass of water. Just be like, that can stay there. That's not... I don't know why I do, why that happens. I don't, I, thought, I don't know. I've been that way since I was, like, a kid. I am pathetic. Oh, Anyways. I used to drop mine behind the couch. There's like a little gap between the wall and the couch. I would just drop 
like stuff back there. It's gone. <laughs> and every time that they would move the couch so that they could clean it, there's just a stash of pills. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like we had a bunch of dogs and like, cats and stuff. It probably was not good. <laughs> yeah, that probably wasn't good. But they there was a, the couch that we had at the time. There was no way they could get behind it or under it. So I mean, oh, okay. It's not, I mean, I didn't kill my dogs or anything. <laughs> so what are you drinking? <laughs> just just <laughs> change that subject. <laughs> it was your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm drinking um, another another uh, always ask for Avery's soda. So it's the so disgusting sodas. Yes. And this one is the zombie brain juice. Oh no no no! That's what I'm drinking this week. That's funny. Um, I wouldn't expect. But also, the I orange. have a tremendous. The coloring. Yeah. Maybe? For zombie brain juice. It's. I mean, I guess it could be bloody. Yeah. It's kind of more like a a peach, I suppose. Well, no, not a peach. No, it, no it's very strawberry. Mm. So, well, it's strawberry orange is the flavor. So I'm going to go ahead and crack open that bad mm. boy. Yummy. So did you want to do rock, paper, scissors? Oh, since shit, we were going to do that before, before mm-hmm. the... <laughs> All right, remember, don't look at each other. Like, look. Don't look at the screen because we are, the lag <laughs> fucks us up every time. All right, all right. You ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Da, 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 da. Oh, so you got the rock so you go first. I did. I did. All right. All right. Here we go. Kicking it off. <clears throat> oh, oh, excuse me. Let me put on my, my glasses. <laughs> put on my, my glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hitting my microphone on the way there. There we go. Mm, mm. Looking good. Feeling good. (laughs) 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 I just watched Along Came Polly the other day. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. I just need to sit down and I just need to rehearse. All right. (laughs) I don't think I've seen that. I fuck it. Phil, you've never seen Along Came Polly? Is it Polly Shore? You know, you know. No. Oh, okay. It's Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston, oh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. I saw yes. it like when it came out. I don't remember a goddamn thing about that movie. Oh, fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie. Just fantastic. Oh, that's a good watch. We need to do that together. We Anyways. should. We should. Anyway. <laughs> in 2020, a Connecticut man was arrested for consuming thousands of dollars worth of food and drink in a New Haven restaurant that had been closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to police, Luis Ortiz, Ortiz had broken into the closed Sol de Cuba Cafe and freely helped himself to food and liquor over the course of four days. Ortiz, 42, four days. Is, yeah, yeah. was charged with third-degree burglary and larceny, first-degree criminal mischief, and second-degree failure to appear, according to police captain Anthony Duff. On April 14th, around 11.30 a.m., officers went to Crown Street to investigate a reported burglary in progress after a caller claimed to find a man, quote, asleep in the restaurant. This man was later identified as Ortiz. Duff said, quote, investigators reviewed security video footage, which confirmed the initial burglary occurred several days prior on Saturday when Ortiz made entry through a side window of the restaurant. Officers learned Ortiz helped himself 
to over the course of four days to the restaurant's food, liquor, and beer. In addition to eating and drinking at the restaurant, Ortiz removed beverages and property from the building. Ortiz apparently didn't know the meaning of pacing oneself because according to Duff, in just four days, he managed to consume an estimated 70 bottles of stolen or consumed liquor. 70 bottles. And was even detained with a bottle of rum in hand. Like, as he was getting arrested. Is it possible that he just brought them out of the building and, like, he stashed them or gave them away? Yeah, some of them. An estimated 70 bottles stolen or consumed. Okay, all right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, the man would be dead. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, he definitely still drank quite a bit. Unless it's bottles of beer, I suppose. Well, he did say liquor. And beer. Mm. I think it's important to note that John DiCarlo, former former police chief in... Wow. In Branford, an associate professor (laughs) of the University of New Haven said that the alleged offense reflected what is called, quote, the routine activity, the routine activity theory. And it's defined in the field of criminology by Marcus Felsen and Lawrence E. Cohen as when societal circumstances change, so do opportunities for crime. So DiCarlo noted that there was a greater number of vacant spaces that you that more than usual those days, given the coronavirus outbreak, perhaps more than ever before. So it means that, like, even though it it seemed like when the um, shutdown first happened, that there was like a spike of crime and things like this happening. Right. It was re- right. it wasn't that crime changed. It's just the opportunity for crime changed. So it's not like it, it spiked and went crazy. It's just that circumstances made it easier for crime to take place. So they're That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're just like it's don't get too worried. It's <laughs> It's fucking wild west when COVID first hit, man. It really was. It really was. The shenanigan did nothing to curtail Ortiz, who was arrested the following year for breaking into yet another restaurant, Founders House Pub and Patio in Milford this time, and stealing two bottles of liquor, of course. It is unknown if he has now learned his lesson or if he will strike again the next time opportunity presents itself. Yes. Yes. I just love that. I like, like the way I'm they just going to break into a restaurant with there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think about when I think about breaking into a restaurant and living there, it's what it felt like when when I was growing up and I was a teenager and my friends lived in an old like abandoned arcade and it was like underneath a building. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so y- it literally had like a giant like padlock on the door. That's how people got in and out. And there were public restrooms that were like, once public restrooms like right when you first walked in. And then there were these giant empty dark like rooms that because it it was there was no natural light it was in a basement and it used to be filled with all these arcade machines and all these really cool things and my friends pretty much gutted it out and put a pool in there warped that entire shit like we actually at at some points yeah going from one end to the other you had to cross like planks but you like we live down there i've been watching too much criminal minds because i'm like man that's the perfect place to like get away with crazy crime (laughs) yeah well there was a lot of weird shit that went down there but fortunately they just ended up tearing it down but rooster fighting like chicken fighting rings and I could see a cop. There was somebody in Solon. There, for sure. There's somebody in Solon that had a chicken that lived in their closet, like uh, like in their like apartment in Solon. Oh, so interesting. 
I can, well, to be honest with you, I could see a chicken living inside. I mean, it, there are it had its inside, own, so. like the whole closet was. I mean, it's it was a big, small room, big closet. I guess you know, and the whole area was dedicated to the chicken. Okay, so, but still, chickens are best outside. Those things stank. <laughs> Thank you. Chickens are best outside. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your story? All right. <clears throat> The National Park Service posted an unusual request on Facebook warning visitors to not lick the Sonoran Desert Toad. These amphibians secrete a powerful psychoactive toxin strong enough to kill an adult dog. The danger associated with obtaining the secretions for this toad are so great that it is putting its population at risk for collapse. Oh, Their, their post pled the following... As we say, with most things you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please (laughs) refrain from licking. (laughs) The agency wrote, these toads have prominent paratoid glands that secrete a potent toxin. It can make you sick if you handle the frog or get the poison in your mouth. While licking toads for their alleged psychedelic effects was a fad in the 80s, per the National Poison Control Center, the folks these days are actually resorting to smoking their secretions, which has contributed to the noted collapse concerns. Sonoran desert toads, also called Colorado River toads, are found primarily in the Sonoran Desert of Arizona and Mexico. Though their range extends into New Mexico and California, with lengths reaching to the early... uh, with lengths reaching to the nearly eight inches, they are among the largest toads in North America. Damn. But their sound is a weak toot. <laughs> they live remarkably long lives. Their lifespan, though, could be from at least 10 to as many as 20 years. Jesus. Yeah. The Red List, established in 1964, provides the conservation status of plant and animal species around the world. These toads are listed as least concern on the International Union for the Conservation, yet recently they are considered threatened in New Mexico because of habitat loss, railway mortality, and overcollection of uh, for, for drug use. Robert Vila, president of Tucson uh, Herpeticultural... Well, col- I knew I was going to do this one. I, knew, <laughs> I know the word, too. Herpetic- <laughs> Herpetological... <laughs> Yeah, Herpetological Society was quoted saying, there's a psychedelic renaissance that's happening, and there's a whole sect of this community that is devoted to the Sonoran Desert Toad, extracting it for psychedelic use. The main psychedelic chemical in the toad secretion is called 5-MeO-DMT. It is also found in plant species that have been used in rituals, as well as some fungi, including the false death cap, the... um, uh, Amentia uh, citrina. The United States DMT. In the United States, DMT is illegal to use and listed as a Schedule One drug, meaning it has no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse, per the USDA. But recent medical research suggests psychedelics can help treat conditions including addiction, depression, anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Celebrities such as Mike Tyson and Hunter Biden have been touting the use of DMT as life-changing experiences. Hunter claimed it actually helped him stay sober for a year while withdrawing from crack usage. This is a whole-ass article. And, and Mike Tyson. Everywhere, there's always some kind of Mike Tyson article. That Mm -hmm. man, that man is just... Talk about relevance in society. (laughs) (laughs) Finding ways. Finding ways. Got it. 
The effects last for only 15 to 30 minutes, but users report mystical experiences, including an alleged communion with some higher order or divine consciousness. Because widespread use of DMT could have a disastrous effect for the Sonoran Desert Toads, Vila and other conservationists are pushing for people to use synthetic alternatives, which, you know, all has their disadvantages as well. Some collectors claim to harvest the toxin toxin in a sustainable way, releasing the animals when they're done. But toads only secrete toxins in stressful, violent contexts, Mm -hmm. meaning that ultimately people are self-medicating at the expense of another creature. On a philosophical level, collecting secretions from the toad is no different to the toad than being endangered by a predator. This practice speaks to the lack of spirituality or concept of the power of the intention in our society. I didn't Found that realize story. that um, that's the only way they secrete. Of course, it makes absolute perfect sense. I just never even thought of that before, that that's the only way that they would secrete it. Oh, poor yep. little guys. I know it really ends with a bang there. <clears throat> I know I know quite a few people who love DMT and have had extremely um hilarious and terrifying experiences where it's hilarious for me <laughs> on the outside yeah. and they find the humor in it afterwards but that like the actual experience of it and the going through it because it does not feel like it's just 15 to 30 minutes it feels like a fucking lifetime sometimes and that's yeah oh dmt dmt i've actually never done it myself nope nope i hear i don't know crazy Uh, things uh, yeah i can't remember who was it i oh fuck oh i'm really upset that now i can't even think of his name He was like, it's basically. Is that somebody like, that I would know? Yes, that was. He was like, it's it's like being the ball in a pin in a um, in a pinball game. Like you just kind of feel like you're getting whacked around, and you have absolutely zero control of where you're going. <laughs> just feel like. <laughs> I feel like that would be kind of a rad experience if you were to enjoy it, or if you were in the process of enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta right. be. You what's gotta be next, very prepared What's your next for it. story? All right. We are moving on. We are heading down to the lovely state of Louisiana. Louisiana? Louisiana. All right. Here we go. Louisiana State Police arrested Rutledge Diaz IV, a 29-year-old New Orleans resident in November 2019, following reports that Diaz was using the internet to engage in fraud and later commit sexual battery, police said in a press release issued last year. Through the course of their investigation, police learned that Diaz had advertised on social media to find a home health care worker to look after his special needs disabled 18-year-old brother, Corey. However, once the worker arrived, Diaz would then pretend to be Corey and have the woman change his diapers, which he found highly sexually arousing one of his victims an unnamed woman provided care for Corey on at least 10 separate occasions before she realized what was happening and reported Diaz to the police police arrested Diaz at his home on november 12 2019 without incident the release states he was subsequently charged with 10 counts of sexual battery 10 counts of human trafficking labor and one count of possession of a controlled dangerous substance. 
at least two different oh. women found out about his lies only after his arrest. Could you imagine just, like, watching the news with your family or whatever and just then seeing your quote-unquote patient being arrested? <clears throat> that's <laughs> fucking gnarly. to be special needs and having his diaper changed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough time. <laughs> well, I, I it's it's like a straight-up, it's a Reno 911 skit, man. It is. That's it, exactly it is. what it is. That's what they do. <laughs> when uh, he goes for the chips and he's and he eats the chips, <laughs> you can use your hands? No. 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 <laughs> At one court hearing, one of the women described how learning the truth changed her outlook on the world. I used to believe that almost everyone in the world was inherently good. In this case, I was wrong, the unnamed woman said. <gasps> Lawyers for oh. Diaz claimed that he suffered from issues related to substance abuse and poor mental health, and that his actions stemmed from sexual trauma he had experienced as a child. And I am all for people, you know, like, finding their personal kinks and being able to enjoy them to the fullest, but... You know, once again, it's all about Consensual. consent. And yeah, if you want to put you on have a, a diaper and have a woman change mm, you consensually, you go for it. People out there that will be all for it and be about it. You just gotta, you know. Sometimes it's really about lowering your standards. I feel like too, like you gotta and putting yourself out there, lowering <laughs> yes, your standards yes. and putting yourself out there. There's always a community. Hi, just, hi, just I'm Cat, and I'm looking for somebody to baby me. Yeah. I'm looking to be a little. Yes, but they, like a, a real huge little. community for it. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's like, I, do. I, I don't mean like it's ridiculous how easy it is to not do this kind of stuff it. to trick people. But maybe that is part of it, right? Maybe, maybe right, like the, maybe permission is my... not what gets you know gets them off. Maybe it's the lack of permission. Well, that's it though. That's it though. That's that's but that's probably like the the, the psychopathy to it. And yeah, I don't care if you're like mental health it doesn't matter you should be able to if you can pull off this ruse you are bright enough to know the difference between right and wrong and you know not well trick people into changing your diaper i used to work i used to work with people who i would consider natural schemers i mean you true. do the same thing every day true. all day sometimes a good old mix-up is challenging and good for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. Keeps you on your toes. But yes, no, that's a that's that's an unfortunate story. It's like it's one I feel like I've heard before, but it could just be it's just a wild world that I just, I've worked I, in. And I, all I can do is picture myself of like finding out that would like one of my patients or something at the jobs that I used to work for, and like or mm -hmm. you, you or you, it would have been more likely that it could have happened to you because you had adults. But just like finding that out, I don't know. That would that would really bother me for a very very long time. For a very yeah, long time. I I I detach from the memory pretty quickly. I'd shed it like uh like 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 chicken skin. There are some memories that I I really wish I could <laughs> shed like chicken skin, like beautifully so. But nope, no, those ones are sticking with me forever. That place uh, place Isn't did that some such damage. a satisfying feeling. If only I could just like like you know like Zoidberg out of my flesh, just kinda, yes, like, exactly. Let let the let the crust out and then be my naked like crabby self. Yeah, a nice be. little metamorphosis would be nice every once in a while. <laughs> right, instead of a caterpillar to a butterfly, it's a crab to <laughs> just a pile <laughs> to of a naked meaty mess. crab. Yeah, <laughs> to a naked crab. <laughs> Didn't even change, just a worse version. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Uh, right, you got so was me? that your whole story? That was my whole okay, story. Okay, well. All right, well, we're going to we're going to mix it up a little bit and go go a little east. Uh so the KFC fast food chain in Germany issued an apology on Wednesday after it sent an app alert suggesting customers commemorate the anniversary of Nazi-led attacks on Jews by eating cheesy chicken. Oh. The chain's German division sent a message to followers on its app that read, It's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourselves with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Uh. Now at KF Cheese! Oh. Exclamation point! Kristallnacht, or... Night of Broken Glass is considered the start of the Holocaust. The two-night rampage on November 9th to the, into the 10th, 1938, led to the destruction of 267 synagogues and thousands of other Jewish-owned businesses in Nazi Germany, as well as the deaths of 90 Jewish people and the arrests of thousands more. As quoted in and by the BBC, not surprisingly, many people found KFC's promotion to be tasteless. Oh, Still got a little 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 joke in there, I suppose. About a half hour after the alert, KFC issued a follow-up on the app that blamed the tasteless promotion on an error in their system. What? And added, we are very sorry. We will check our internal processes immediately so that this does not happen again. Please excuse this error. (laughs) KFC Germany issued a statement to the Jerusalem Post on Thursday that went into more detail. The company says it uses a semi-automated content creation process linked to calendars that include national observances. The usual review processes in the company said that it was not followed and that it resulted in a non-approved notification being shared. Germany does take Kristallnacht anniversary seriously with more numerous... um, with numerous memorial events reflecting the Nazis' murder of more than 6 million Jewish people. The company called the mistake obviously wrong, insensitive, and unacceptable, and further stated, We understand the respect and then the gravity of the situation and the history of the day, and remain committed to equa- uh, equality, inclusion, and belonging for all. Oh man, yeah. that sucks. That now sucks. of course this li- this literally happened so this is this is what's been going crazy too in the news is that just just kind of sitting on my desk and seeing it all so not only not only has there been like a pop culture influence of like anti-semitism and like all this recent anti-semitism just kind of like is seeping its way to the surface but there was also on the same day um an article that had gone out about um Jewish passengers being denied uh, transport on a plane, like what? a lot of them. So it was like, so uh, Lufthansa denied boarding to more than 100 Jewish passengers in Frankfurt, Germany on May 4th. The men were not allowed to board flight, were not allowed to board the flight from Frankfurt to Budapest, Hungary, which was a continuation of a flight from New York, JFK. They were traveling to celebrate and observe the death and anniversary of their rabbi. And they were just like told no. And then detain them what? for a while. And then, yeah. Did they ever give a reason? They never. They, the the airport itself just kind of came out and said, was like, well, you know, the, you know, mistakes are made and, you know, we don't condone any kind of, you know, racism or wow. anti-Semitism and blah, 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 blah. But it just keeps happening and it's just like more and more and more visible and on the surface and it's just a shame. Things are just it's really gross. going wild. It's crazy but how often week, yeah. it just like. It's so crazy, too, about any, like, any, um, research you do into 
any conspiracy theory, you can almost like start a timer and just be like, all right, like how long does it take before I get to the anti-Semitism? Oh, oh, this one was only two pages. Oh, wow, I got five whole pages into this. Five whole pages. Before the anti-Semitism hit. It's really bad. So much fear. It's just, it's never, it's been here for a very, very long time and it never fully goes away and I don't understand it. It's just like the same old, I don't know. People are just like, eh, it's the old punching bag, might as well. You know, everybody yeah, else has hit it. Why shouldn't I? I don't understand. I don't get it. That's how people referred to me in high school. Oh my! <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, um, oh my! <laughs> I'm tri- trigger, trigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Now we're we're popping on over to Russia. Nice. Oh, Lovely, right next door. Kind, humble Russia. <laughs> a Humble, Russian yes. A- yes, very, very and kind. Yeah. Mm. A Russian <laughs> academic known for his war reenactment was sentenced in 2019 for murdering his young lover, who a judge said he shot and dismembered before disposing of her body in parts of the St. Petersburg River. While the eccentric lecturer was praised by some, according to France 24, others called him a quote a freak and described him as an alcoholic with emotional issues who encouraged his former student and then lover to call him sire when they were dressed up in period costumes. Oh, I would too. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) (laughs) Milady. Oleg Sokolov, 64, an estimated... Wow. An established... academic in the military history of france and a prolific reenactor of napoleonic wars confessed to the murder of his former student 24 year old anastasia yenshkano yesh yeshenko there we go anastasia did a great job yeshenko it didn't take long for authorities to come up with the suspect, seeing how they caught the perpetrator before anyone even knew Yashenko was missing. Turns out Oleg needed a little liquor to a little liquid courage to deal with the horrors he committed <laughs> because he was oh. caught in the act as he drunkenly stumbled into the river while attempting to dispose of her severed arms. Oh, I got these arms <laughs> stumbling through the river. Drunk as fuck. <laughs> I get the drunk. I get the drunk thing. I suppose. When oh yeah. You realize That's... that you made a mistake, and maybe you do feel uh, seem seemingly remorseful because you went to the bottle. You didn't, you know, analytically like organize things and go. Well, this is what we need to do and do that. You were just like, oh fuck. Jeffrey like, Dahmer. We got to wipe to get like blackout yeah. yeah. before he he killed anybody because he yeah. he didn't. You gotta stuff it down with brown. Yeah. yeah. Stuff oh, it down with brown. <laughs> Sokolov and Yashenko four times shot Yashenko four times with a rifle, dismembered her using a knife and a saw, then took her body parts, put her body parts into bags, and then put them into the river to dump them. Sokolov later told the court that the crime was not premeditated and that he had been driven into quote a state of complete insanity by the twenty-four-year-old postgraduate after she had been making disparaging comments about his children. All right, so listen. Oh. All of you out I need there to listen. who might be with men who have children. Don't talk bad about them. You get dismembered. <laughs> I'm going to drop that down. 
Put a little star next to that. <laughs> <laughs> put the last room. You know, we're going to get the highlighter. We're going to get the highlighter. Yeah, there you go. Just Apparently, the two had lived together for years though. before the incident. Following his arrest, authorities went to search his home where they found parts of her dismembered corpse and a body and a bloody saw that had apparently been used in the dismembering. As if Sokolov hadn't already caused enough damage, the academic claimed that his original plan had been to kill himself while dressed as Napoleon in front of a tourist, a popular tourist spot in St. Peter's in St. Petersburg. Authorities uh, claimed that he just, you know, couldn't go through with it. <laughs> but it was it was easier because he was after he killed her, he had this whole plan that he was going to go out into St. Petersburg into St. Petersburg, near a citadel, and then just kill himself as Napoleon in front of a bunch or of Or just, like, like, um, like, like, just eviscerate himself, just, like... I don't even know, but I... I want to know, I want to know how he would have done I, it. I, I, for some reason, pictured the bayonet as well, like... I did, um, I did. Yeah. I, I imagine, like, the, the shredding it across, yeah. my, you know, your stomach and, and letting your, letting your, just, your organs just oh. pile out onto the ground before you do, you prostrate oh yourself before something. your audience. Live in infamy. Yeah. Evisceration. No, yes, but there's, like, um, the Japanese, it's, it's a Japanese word for oh. the, the, the ritual of doing it. I can't think of the Yes, of it. yes, yes. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I do not know. Somebody out there knows. <laughs> Sokolov had also Wild. taught at um, Sorbonne. Mm. Sorbonne? Sorbonne? I'm not sure. It's a university, though, in Paris. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorbonne. University in Paris. Sorbonne. <laughs> and authored books on Napoleon Bonaparte and also served as a historical consultant on several films. Yashenko, who had moved from Kranz... Krasnor, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you <familiar>. guys. <laughs> Krasnodar region of southern Russia to study in Saint Petersburg had also co-authored a number of historical books and papers with um, Sokolov before he he murdered her. So there's a lot of of stuff of theirs that lives on. <laughs> I just wow. I can't get the image of him just like drunkenly stumbling down the river with just fucking falling in the river. <laughs> I got too many hands. <laughs> <laughs> I want to draw that out, sir. Too many sir, hands. Stand. Looks like you have too many hands. <laughs> We're gonna need you excuse to come me, down. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> We're gonna need you. To come. This seems. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I could. You know, I could see easily losing my footing because in area like there's a lot of areas, folks, where you know it's not a sandy entrance, and rocks suck, especially in river like river rocks covered in like that algae and slippery shit. Hooey. Plus blood, you know, just covered in a little. Well, plus plus a nice little layer blood. of blood. <laughs> just a just a just sheen. A little patina. Yeah. Yeah. Patina, patina, patina. <laughs> All right. Was that yours? Yeah, was that's it. it. Was, that's it, was it. it Finn? Was it Finn? Finn. So, a conversation about the Philly fanatic. Now, do you know who the Philly fanatic is? Um, the isn't that their um, mascot? 
Yes. Can you just look up a picture of the Philly the green, fanatic just so the you green have green guy, right, with the big like horn? Just nose? with the horn nose. Yeah. Okay, so you know exactly what he looks okay. like. Okay. All right. So a conversation about the Philly fanatic mascot defecating on a Mike Schmidt's chest. Now this is some sort of major league person, but obviously I had no idea who it was, so I did have to Google it. Of course. And he's just some Chuck Norris looking MF, you know, MFer who uh, played in the played for the Phillies in the seventies. Ah. So I went ahead and I actually listened uh, and found the transcript of what was said. Um, and did watch parts of the video because it was one of those live kind of uh, live shows. Was it like a stand-up yeah. comedy? Like, no, no, no. It was like it was it was like a sit-down radio show podcast oh. kind of situation. Yeah. So, so this is how it starts. It says, "Does the fanatic do that?" So there's a host, uh, Eamon Delara, who asked uh, while she was cracking up at Morash's statement. So Morash is the guy who shit his pants on air, and so she's like. So they're talking about, okay, the, the premise of it is, you know, the Philly fanatic de- defecating on a Major League Baseball player's chest. Like, at, so during a game or something? Yeah. They're just talking about the concept of it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I got you. I so got they're, you. Just, they're, they're just sitting there, and they're just talking about the concept of it. And, of course, you know, these are sports fans, so they're they're having a good time, and they're laughing. And it's a good time. And to be honest, you know, laughter is contagious. So as I'm of fucking course. watching it, I am laughing, too. I don't even know who the fuck these people are. And then so most of this is quotes. So it says, I mean, really, did he do that to Dale Murphy? When is that a thing that the Philly is that a thing that the Philly fanatic does? He continues while barely controlling himself. So his face is getting red. The man's like sitting there. and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I know this is where this is going to go. And I just don't understand why he doesn't just get up and leave. <laughs> and then it says, oh, no, David Wright, get off the ground. Here comes the fanatic. And so they're just <laughs> fucking around. And he says that image of the Philly fanatic squatting over Mike who was laying on his back on the ground like a turtle on his shell. <laughs> oh, no, fanatic. No, no, no. He's a legend. He's a franchise icon. No, don't do it. I know you had to scrap. I know you had a scrapple yesterday. No, no. I know you had Geno's. You it went right through you. Don't do it. <laughs> Morash says it. Morash says it offhandedly that that that's what it's like when the, that's what that's what it's like. That's what the fanatic does. He continued. Uh. You know, he shoots hot dogs into the stands and takes dumps on your chest. <laughs> All of this caused him to just break out in uncontrollable fits of laughter. And it's understandable when you watch it. Lifting him out of this chair, he was laughing laughing so hard and causing him to literally shit his pants. So he just recording and they're talking and they're just they're all talking about literally a fanatic, a mascot shitting on somebody else's chest oh my god and this man stands up and just dumps in his pants do you think he did it on purpose no because then he just like he honestly he dismissed himself and he was like i know he left and he came back with a different pair of pants on and the old pair of pants like with him oh no no you should have thrown those away immediately and so it made me think about it made me think about that episode that we have oh my god how could it piss myself yes and and I, I thought about it and I was like, well, when we finally realized that we had uh, not edited it out, you know, surprisingly so. Shocking. <clears throat> that I was like, you know, it's just who we are. You know, yep. if, we, if people are going to love us, why don't they just love us for who we are? And this man, this man is just, he embraced that concept so wholeheartedly, so brought out his shit, his shit <laughs> pants. And I just See was like, you, guys? you know what, See? you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this and this made and this made news like in like four different places. I was I was able to find an article. Oh my god, on that's it. fucking funny. Like, Please, stop. I was like, it's, you're that close. Man shits his you're pants. <laughs> Man shits his pants on this air. This is news. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 24 hour news cycle. <laughs> you love to hate it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I have yet to <clears throat> defecate, throw up, or piss myself on this show. But, I mean, we are very, very early. We're just starting out, so. There's we'll time. clarify There's on this show. Yes, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's a doozy. Oh, no. Is it the? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> On my, oh no! I, yeah, I, well, I was worried. You know, there's one name in one of these stories that I had to send it to Cat, and I had to send her a recording of my voice because I was like, "How do you pronounce this?" <laughs> <laughs> it can't be right. So I, was, I need to like go over it a few times in my head. Oh no! I, no I, I was like, really "Oh no!" I haven't practiced. <laughs> who? I, who am I kidding? Even when I practice, I get to the word, and I'm still like. <laughs> sometimes she throws up yeah i do that's true that's true on march 6 2020 ronald pinkerton called tennessee police to inform them that his sister glenna brooke pinkerton was claiming her boyfriend oh. yeah, that's a good name right that's a great i'm writing that one down glenna, glenna brooke. brooke glenna brooke pinkerton Damn. was claiming that her boyfriend shot and killed their one-year-old daughter who glenna claimed to have buried in a shallow grave in Nashville's Two Rivers Park near her home. The police were immediately suspicious when Ronald said that he was completely unaware that his sister had been pregnant, let alone was the mother of a one-year-old child. The following day, Glenna Pinkerton confirmed the account with investigators, police say. She has allegedly told police that her ex-boyfriend, Antonio Allen, gunned the baby down and that she had buried her one-year-old daughter in, quote, a shallow grave in the park. The 32-year-old disclosed that she had been with the child's father at the time of the shooting, according to the affidavit. She later led detectives to a specific part of the Two Rivers Park where her daughter was supposedly buried. Forensic investigators and cadaver dogs subsequently swarmed the area in search for the infant's corpse. However, no human remains were recovered, for one very good reason. There was never a baby to begin with. Nope. Good old Glenna pulled what oh so many 15-year-old girls have pulled since they realized they could get away with it. The old fake baby chick. <laughs> Shtick. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Chick. The babe. The baby well, chick. Well, that's, something that can't, that's something that people want to pull off. The, a fake baby. The, the fake baby. Shtick. Oh. Shtick. That didn't happen a lot when you were in high school? It, or you've not heard it? No. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my god, I might be pregnant? No, but like, thing. like, convince people that they are, that they're pregnant? I mean, I mean, there there are a few psychopaths every year. It's, so yeah, I mean, exactly, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's a tiny I pro- I probably, I probably did know one. <laughs> it's good times. I mean, the odds. I mean, it happens, I guess, I don't know. Ah! God, I'm so bad at this. Just punched my microphone <laughs> so hard. That was assault. <laughs> I just try and I forget that it's there. Then I just go on existing and it, it, it's trouble. <laughs> Pinkerton was arrested and charged for charged with giving a false report to police. She told investigators she made it up for, quote, attention, I guess. 
It's unclear exactly why the woman specifically singled out her ex-boyfriend in the shooting and burial of the non-existent child. The case's police report doesn't specify whether the supposed shooting of the fake child was an accident or intentional. But one thing is for sure, our girl needs some serious help finding better ways of getting attention. Girl, my gosh, she's trying like, to get herself on Oxygen Network. For real. But that's the thing. is She was just trying to get it from, like, I think her brother and, like, family members. Because her brother is the one that called the police and was like, yo, there's, like, a murder or something happening. I, I, I don't she know. said She said there was a baby. It was murder. Oh, you should Wait, see where? a picture of her. Can you do Can you do that for me right now? Yeah, I can. Can you What's look up name? Glenna? Oh, Glenn. Yeah, that's right. Glenn. Yeah, see, I got to write Glenna. that down. Glenna Brooke. Glenna Brooke. And then middle name Brooke. Like Glenna Brooke Pinkerton. Oh, I want it. Why did I want it to be all one word? A one word is much better. Oh my shaved. god, I bet you she played on the... Yeah, she bet you she, that she looks like a basketball player there. You know, like like all rural black basketball players. Only that one picture of her. She looks normal. That's the thing. Like she that. looks normal sometimes, but then other times it's just like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's that's Facebook filters for you, sis. That's true. That's the true. other the other ones were pretty much blasted with exposure. So I mean, you can wipe away whatever demons you want with that crystal white light. You know? It looks like she's got like an open head wound that's just like gash in her. I don't know, it, like well, open hole. I mean, it could it her. could could be some meth could be some meth scratches, I mean, some meth scratches. I don't know. Potato potato. She did. She did. Potato. Pot- <laughs> she did. <laughs> try and say that she had a baby and it was shot to death and by she boyfriend buried so. it and she did grave. she said she buried it that's buried the craziest child. part it's just like yeah i covered up the murder just buried my child oh mbd my gosh so speaking of murder in october 18 dead cows were found near the town of meeker some but not all had injuries consistent with wolf uh predation but officials from Colorado Parks and Wildlife have found no tracks or evidence of them in the area. Aliens! But whatever is killing the cows, yeah, but whatever <laughs> is killing the cows appears to still be on the rampage. Since October, as many as 40 cows have died and have been found around or in the same area. Wildlife officials have done everything that they can to try and find the animal. They have set up trail cameras and aerial flights and still have found no trace of the culprit. Colorado's pork Porks. <laughs> Colorado porks and wildlife. <laughs> porks and wildlife. Colorado Parks and Wildlife Northwest Regional Director Travis Black said on November 17th, it's perplexing. <laughs> it's confusing. It's frustrating trying to figure out exactly what occurred in this incident. We have no evidence of wolves in that area, but that does not mean they're not that they're not out there. Further investigations into what may be killing the livestock are still underway. Cows can develop a number of fatal diseases. So, <laughs> wildlife officials believed it could be um, the clostri- um, how, okay. clostridium bacteria, which can cause gut distress and subsequent death in cows. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, rot it out a little bit and, you know, just starting to decay. 
I mean, it's colder season, so I don't see it happening that quick. But it did look like in some areas there was disturbance by wildlife, but not in all. But it, it does explain it a little bit. Needless to say, this leaves everyone scratching their tinfoil hats. <laughs> As gray wolves slowly make a comeback to the state, gray wolves used to be an abundant in the state before they were completely eradicated by the 40s. Uh, and though some believe that they may be the cause of death That's in the funny. situation, the there's still little evidence to prove this. The way but. you said it, it just made it sound like the 40s. Is what killed the wolves. Instead of like eradicated oh, by it? the forties. Like I know what you meant by like by the forties came around, they were all gone, but it's not like eradicated by the forties. <laughs> Just the forties was a tough decade on wolves. Yeah. Come we're gonna come you. get you. Yeah. The forties are coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Did you get stuck on that too when I was continuing and you're just like <laughs> Yes, I did. I get sometimes it's just, yeah, yeah, I get stuck on it. I'm just like <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what anyway. we're lacking in my opinion is that typical feeding behavior that we would normally see. Typically wolves would come back and feed on a carcass. Colorado is aiming to implement a wolf reintroduction program approved by vote by voters in 2020. The plan, which aims to reintroduce more wolves to the state by the end of 2023, is to be presented to the CPW Commission on December 9th. Wolves sometimes migrate into Colorado from nearby states. They are likely populations from the northern Rockies across Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. If wolves are the predators responsible for the killings, it would mean that they are passing through into Colorado way earlier than is seasonally expected. Hmm. The decision to reintroduce that species has not always been popular. Some farmers were concerned about the wolves taking their livestock, but biologists have said the reintroduction is vital for the state's ecosystem, as it would restore predator-prey balance in the area. Executive Director of the International Wolf Center, Grant Spicklemeyer, yes. stated the presence of wolves can bring many benefits to wildland ecosystems, but their ability to thrive is directly dependent on how well they are tolerated by local human populations. Colorado is home to a variety of other species, such as the mountain lion, but officials still have not confirmed whether the species is a potential suspect as well. It is not certain how many wolves are in Colorado, but in 2020, wildlife officials established that there are as many as six. And in 2021, one of them gave birth to six pups. Yay! They are protected in that state, which makes them illegal to hunt. Yay. But it still remains unclear how many remain. In October, three female wolves were found dead in Wyoming, <laughs> near the Colorado border. Officials believe they belong to the Colorado's only wolf pack. Whoa. So we have cattle deaths, blaming it on like an earlier than normal wolf uh, migration change. But also the scene that is described is not what that would be of a predator that would be a wolf or a mountain lion. They kill them and then they leave them there. Yeah, leave they're not shredding yeah. the carcass. They're not shredding the carcass. They're not, they're not camping around that area. They're not coming back. They're not... They're not really eating it. They're 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 just mutilating like a parts of the, parts of the cattle and then leaving them there. That's not typical at all, though. That's yeah. that's not typical wolf behavior. So they would that's do it where for the... food. And it doesn't sound like they ate a damn thing. That's where the that's where the light bulb in my head goes off. Ping, ping. All right, this is my last one. This is my personal favorite one. It's pretty good. Nice. <laughs> 
On April, in April 2020, a Florida neighborhood was the target of a very disgruntled religious vigilante who took it upon herself to remind everyone what Easter is really all about. Prayer and porn. On April 6, 2020, <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Nageldinger, and that was the word that I was like, this can't be right. Nageldinger, Nageldinger. Either one. I, I'm mm -mm -mm. choosing to go with Nageldinger. So... <laughs> went to her mailbox and found an unexpected orange egg waiting for her in there. Upon opening it, Jessica found one goldfish cracker, one packet of Skittles drink mix, one piece of toilet paper, and a small scroll covered in religious writings and, a and with gr very graphic porn. Beneath the graphic images was yet another picture, this time an artistic rendering of a Roman soldier spearing a crucified Jesus Christ, because nothing says Easter quite like mixing sexy erotica with pictures of brutal torture. <laughs> oh my, my. <laughs> this is a quote. It was horrifying group sex stuff, the pregnant mom explained. She was dis It was disgusting. <laughs> Our concern is that we have five children under the age of 10 that check the mail. Okay, first of all, lady, you're pregnant and you already have five children under 10. You need to slow the fuck down. You just slow take, down. Take, take, take a step. Take a step back and give your body a chance, please, because that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. Anyway. <laughs> oh, just get just my little disclaimer. Obviously confused there. and taken aback, Jessica's first concern was that someone was trying to spread COVID and may have been trying to do so through the piece of toilet paper. The beginning of COVID really Nobody's does... worried about anthrax anymore, no. huh? No. Well, Nobody's no. worried about anthrax, yeah. No. We're worried about... The... Well, uh, this was April of 2020, so this was like when we oh, had... Oh, 2020. No idea what we were up against or what was going on, and it really... It does feel like Spreading a lifetime ago. COVID. And like the craziest fears that could infect and like nestle in our minds were so real at that point because we didn't have the science yet to tell us we were wrong, so anything was possible <laughs> and like i mean that could have absolutely been a thing if somebody was like coughing onto you know something and and putting you know it in people's mailboxes i do remember it. it's crazy it's crazy i do remember yeah jessica noticed a gray car driving around the, the block a day before who stopped and put something into another person's mailbox thinking nothing about it jessica went on with her day but after she received her very own special Easter surprise, she was on the out was on the lookout for anyone suspicious. When the car reappeared on the block, she immediately called the authorities. Shortly afterward, they stopped 43-year-old Abril Castoni. I love that Abril. I don't know why I just like that name a lot. Abril. Abril. Yeah. A B R I L. Abril. Like a Sestoni. like Abe and April. Yeah. Yep. April Sestoni on a Florida Parkway. Turns out Sestoni had a lot to say about recent church conduct in her area, but for some reason, no one wanted to listen to her or give her the time of day. This led her to believe that the only thing to do was take matters into her own hands and distribute the word of our Lord. Sestoni admitted to delivering the pornographic eggs and religious pamphlets and went on a homophobic rant about, quote, quantum and magnetic <laughs> oh fields. <laughs> oh, Se sexually transmitted diseases and the Bible before and the Bible before deputies arrested her, according to body camera footage. Sestoni said, "Why are we having gays teaching in the class in church? They're rewriting the Bibles." 
So Stoney also <laughs> insisted she She's was not. Right. She was not a religious fr- fanatic. No, sir. Definitely not. Told deputies she was enraged by local churches, though. The 43-year-old visited, quote, 59 places of worship, she said, in, a, in an attempt to confront religious leaders over her concerns regarding their teaching of the Bible, but not a religious fanatic. Do not get her confused. Quote, I have, uh, atten- I have attended and I have spoken to all of these churches, and not even one have replied back to me. <laughs> That's got a suck. When 59 oh. churches are just like, ma'am, no. <laughs> this is a Wendy's, ma'am. <laughs> when they all ignored her, she began printing her pornographic religious manifestos, hid them in Easter eggs, and began stuffing them in mailboxes of countless homes. She admitted to unloading between 200 and 400 religious pamphlets on April 8th alone. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I mean, I would, I would hire her to be my social media, you know, advisor. I just, I just I would, don't get it. I'd get, she'd, she'd get the word out. Like, I understand why. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't understand, but my, I can make the connection of like why she's upset with the churches if she's got something against homosexuals. Fair. You know, yes. like I, got... I can make that connection in my brain. I cannot make the connection in my brain why she's adding porn onto these pamphlets like shock, I get fact, if she, shock, I, shock value she's trying to get the attention right one i don't think it's a, has, cracker, it didn't sound one skittles drink mix oh here's a square well, of toilet paper there's i just i don't get it i don't get it you said it was for easter so she's spreading she's spreading the easter the, the, so. the commercial easter joy and throwing in a little throwing in a little hear, little jesus and a little little teeny but if bit of she's porn. worried about the gays teaching in the classrooms and churches. Honestly, but she's yeah. Totally fine the sexual with indoctrination. Putting, putting porn into an Easter egg that a child is most likely going to look in. Like what? What? I'd call this. I I would I go out on a limb here and, and call this woman a fanatic. I'd call her a fanatic. I'd call her a fanatic. <laughs> Don't you dare let her hear you. <laughs> One of the cops. <laughs> was just like, as a parent, I would be livid if a child, if my child saw that in the mailbox when do- one deputy scolded her. Do you understand that you're potentially victimizing people and children? In my career, I don't think I've seen anything quite this bizarre, especially around Easter. <laughs> That's um, you gotta, Sheriff you gotta pump Rick's. up those numbers. <laughs> yeah, I know. You gotta do better. Come on, Florida. Step up your game. Of course. (laughs) Sheriff Rick Staley uh, said she just had a very unusual way to try and get her message out. Staley describes Estonia as sick, deranged, and a religious zealot. (laughs) He was not having it. (laughs) Saying facts. Saying facts. She had this perception that the Bible was being rewritten and that the religious leaders were not teaching the Bible properly, he explained. Clearly, she has issues with homosexuality based on what she depicted in these documents. I don't know what was going through her mind. Sestoni was charged with 11 counts of distributing obscene material, driving with suspended license, and violating disaster (laughs) preparedness orders related to Florida's COVID-19 stay-at-home order. (laughs) Just bam, bam, bam. She got I her mean, trifecta. That's not so bad considering that she was like, yeah, I mean, I distributed at least uh, 200 to 400 different things today alone. And she only got hit with 11 counts. So that's not too bad. Yeah, I thought it would be actually a little bit more severe considering that there was pornography. Isn't 
wouldn't that be some kind of like sex offender kind of thing at that I point? I don't know. I, it's Florida. I don't it's know. Florida. All right. Those are my five. Let's hear the last one. So it's, it's not a crime, but it is a callback. Uh, to something that we talked about in one of her other episodes. Ooh, all right. And when I saw the story, when I saw the story naturally, I, w- I, would, I was going to share it with you anyways, but then I decided to um, kind of just include it in our it. wild in, uh, wild news and in, in, in sometimes crime stories. So, all right. Like a living Russian doll, this newborn held more than a few shocking surprises inside. Doctors in India were flabbergasted after extracting eight embryos from a 21-day-old baby girl, yeah. which marked the most ever found in a newborn. The extraordinary phenomenon occurred on October 10th, after a baby was born with an abnormally swollen stomach at a private hospital in Ramgar, district in the state of uh, Jharkhand, so in India. The girl's parents were initially concerned that the growth was a tumor, a diagnosis that seemed to be supported by investigative CT scans. She was subsequently transferred to the Rani Children Hospital and Research Center in the city of uh, Ranchi, where the team, led by Dr. Muhammad Imran, discovered that this wasn't the case. Fetus in fetu occurs in fewer than one million births. I've never heard of it. That's freaking nuts. Yes, you have. We talked about this. You'll get there. You'll get there. Um, a rare congenital anomaly, which is a mal- which, in which a malformed and parasitic fetus forms in the body of its twin. Oh, like the it, this exceedingly... the teratomas. Yes. Oh. So we talked about it with the, yeah, the but teratomas. I've I've just never heard of a baby having embryos. Like, oh right, that so is yeah. It is it is a bit different. This exceedingly rare condition occurs in about one in 500,000 births, with only 100 or so cases confirmed in history. This infant's case was particularly unique as she harbored a record eight underdeveloped fetuses in her abdominal cavity. Doctor says it was the most ever removed from a baby with FIF, which generally doesn't involve more than a few extra embryos. The child's parents initially thought she had a tumor. After keeping the young patient under observation for 21 days, medics finally removed the siblings' stowaways Ugh. during the 1.5-hour procedure. And thankfully, the baby girl is currently recovering well following the surgery. So she did survive, and things are going well. But still, it can be traumatic to that. hear that you absorbed, like, one of your siblings. We're like, you absorbed eight of your siblings. <laughs> eight lives <laughs> in your one body. <laughs> <laughs> The phenomenal <laughs> cosmic power. Eeny <laughs> <laughs> living space. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's nuts. Uh, medical. Yeah. So, shit is crazy, man. We should do another. Yeah, I'm really episode. into that. Yeah. I was thinking about it as well. There are a couple ideas that I have. Mm. 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 Yeah. Good. All right. Shit fucking fantastic yeah so that was a good dose that was a good dose of uh of of strange stories and odd crimes i'm i'm happy we did that i do love when we do those episodes me too me as well good old top 10 and now i'm on uh i'm on break from school for a little while so got some time resting up dealing with the uh covid but other than that feeling pretty good feeling pretty good 
Excellent. So it's nice to have you back. Yeah, it is, it's nice to be back. It was, a, it was a really good first semester, though. I'm really happy. I'm very proud of all of the um, all the stuff I got accomplished, and it's really, I don't know, feels really good to be back in school. Loving it, but I'm also very, yeah. very thankful for this break I'm having. <laughs> and very happy that now I got COVID Now you're only one after. semester. What? Right, at the end. Yeah. Now at the end, you got it, yeah. I was going to say you're only one semester away from another vacation. Exactly. So. You have something to look forward to at the end of it all. You're That's the great. best part about becoming a teacher, too, is I know I'm going to have so many vacations every year. I don't even have to ask for them. I just naturally get them off. Nope. It's beautiful. Nope. And you're going to get some other cool ones off, too. Exactly. You know, and honestly, like a teacher's workshop is, you know, I think that they still do those. I mean, a day without the kids is still pretty fun. Yeah. Even if you, know, you still have yeah. to go in. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. All good times. All good yeah. things. Yeah. All right. And while she's and while she's going back to school, I'm going to be starting to work uh, more from at home. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to kind of build a little tiny hobbit space inside of a, a nice, averagely chilly basement. So <laughs> you got your time. walls or you got your cloth walls around you. Warm you up a little bit. I do. I do. It actually is quite, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. <laughs> but all right, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always reach out to any one of our platforms or email us at contagiouscuriositypod at gmail.com. You can find us at Cat and Laney on Instagram. I think Twitter as well. We're at Cat and Laney. Yeah, Cat yep. and Laney on, on Twitter as well. And uh, Contagious Curiosity, I believe, on Reddit. No? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we're on we're on Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, us. TikTok, Facebook we're gonna we, we, we might we might take a take a jab at more of a meme page on facebook in my opinion if we were to open one up um but i'm still not really feeling I'm that just not, not yet i'm just not um yeah <laughs> still not really feeling that um website website will be live um at the end of the year for new year's um even laney hasn't seen what i've been working on so i'm really excited um i will say honestly apart from our email the most active platform that we are on is instagram so please just reach out yeah oh yeah it's fun absolutely it's fun we love we love chatting with you guys it's a great time. And you can, um, starting this past week, actually, we are going to be posting every single uh, weekday, Monday through Friday. We've got different topics. So we've got Mushroom and More Mondays. So if you want any of your mushroom or plant lovely facts, you can head on over and see that on Mondays, Tuesdays. We've got true crime information coming out for you. And then Wednesdays is our Wormhole Wednesdays. So it's always going to be um, a toss-up. <laughs> Yeah. Of what we share. So it'll be something weird, wacky, lovely, amazing, artistic, cryptid. You never know. It's where it's it's what really grabbed our attention, you know, strange, strange more on the unusual. strange and bizarre side, yes. but the strange and unusual side. But uh kind of a, an all around topic in regards to falling down the falling down the rabbit hole as as one would exactly. say. Exactly. And then Thursdays is gonna be our Thursday Thursdays warrior where we will post the blah, blah, blah. the drinks that we'll be having. Um, on Fridays and then Friday we'll be posting about our episode itself because that's our going to be our release day maybe I don't know who knows <laughs> it's yeah, what we'll we keep see. saying we'll see I mean th- <laughs> things are always sub- subject to change but I will admit that I am having a damn good time um, spending time on the podcast oh, so yes. more information the better oh oh yes and Pinterest that's uh, that's in its baby phase but I really would love to, to get some boards going and just have it um, be a place where people can find some neat information as I told Kat I just so realized just... like earlier this year what 
how Pinterest actually worked. I didn't know other people could see what I was doing on there. That it was, I didn't realize it was like social media. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was like a more like Etsy, I think, but for ideas, well, like a mood board. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's I always been a mood board. Yeah, of sorts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I was just like, oh, why? How are people seeing my stuff? What do you mean somebody pinned me? What is? <laughs> I don't get it. Excuse me. Like, excuse me, sir. I feel like I'm like 50 years old, just being like a what? A pin what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's uh it's okay i'm getting there i'm getting there I, I feel like i'm primed and ready to be an elementary teacher what technology what <laughs> spongebob <laughs> no who's that wacky character sponge robert i don't know him but <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back in your ear holes again really soon. All right, right on. Cheers! The human brain can generate about 23 watts of power, enough to power a light bulb.